Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Jim. Jim, how's it going, buddy? It's going great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we will kind of go ahead and get right into this. So first off, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? So my gym is named Jim Kennedy and we are in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay, awesome, awesome. And yeah, now one thing I noticed, it, it's pretty cool and I get this all the time. Like, so Jim, Jim, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, do you hear that a lot? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because my gym is called Maxed Out Gym. So people, some people think it's called Maxed Out Gym, like spelled the way your name is. Sure. I'm like, no, no, no. It's uh, J-Y-M. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I'm curious, man. So what um, what made you decide to open a gym up? So I've been, I've been in this business for 20 plus years now. And yeah. basically I had went on my own. I started off working in bigger more commercial gyms. And I kind of went out on my own and eventually just had a situation where a gym I was working at shut was shutting down and they came to me and said, Hey man, do you want to take this over? And I politely said, no, I don't want your gym, but I will invite the people to move down the street. So in basically less than a month, I found a space ran the wires and get the lights plugged in and started a gym. I, it was kind of a safer risk. I've had people for a long time say, Hey man, you should start your own spot. You know, you, you're basically yeah. run all these gyms that you go into. Why don't you have your own? Yeah. So it just kind of happened, you know, not um, somewhat planned, but not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so essentially, so you wanted, you wanted a fresh start, right? Like you didn't want to take something over. Yeah. The, yeah. the equipment at the gym was very outdated. The space I didn't like at all. I just, it was, it was great for location in the city of where I wanted to be, but mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want, and I really didn't want to give the guy, I was there all the time and the guy that owned it, he owned it and that was it. So yeah. I, I wanted it to be mine and my design, my layout, my everything. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So whenever you um, got started there, uh, what, what was it like, the, you know, the initial setup, you know, getting, getting people in the door, things like that? So um, it was, like I said, the membership from the old gym was already there and it wasn't very big, but again, it was something. Yeah. So right. um, the, a lot of them came over with me. I, I only moved, man, a mile down the street. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, and, and with my business, again, I just basically stopped traveling. So I traveled all over Oklahoma City, which is a pretty big area as far as how many miles I was driving a day. Right. And I just basically stopped doing that and said, hey, I'm here now. So um, I moved to a part of the city that needed a gym. Um, mm -hmm. So a higher demographic as far as, you know, bigger houses, wealthier people. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it was, it was slow, but again, uh, that was to be expected, you know? Yeah. So I had trainer friends who were looking for a place that had better equipment, 
you know, somebody mm-hmm. who was there and running it, not opening the doors and letting it go, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it took, you know, the first couple of years I had to, again, take money out of what I made training to cover the bills. Right. But that was expected. You know, I mean, that was yeah. that was to be expected. Yeah. Well, let's uh, so fast forward to today. So tell me about the gym. Like what what is uh, like what's the model? Uh, what's your demographic? Just just tell me all about it. Sure. So um, I have a pretty unique design. My okay. the way that I train and kind of my niche in this in the fitness industry is I work with a lot of uh, rehab people. Um, mm-hmm. I have a background in not physical therapy. I'm not a physical therapist, but I have a background in water therapy and stroke and dealing with stroke patients, with Parkinson's patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started in this business teaching water aerobics. So okay. when I opened a gym, I wanted it to be available and able to be used by everyone. And by that, right. I mean, if I have a Parkinson's patient, I can work with them. So I basically have a split layout. The front half is considered office space that mm-hmm. all the walls were taken out of. And it's heated, air conditioned, more like your traditional fitness center. Right. And then I have warehouses in the back that are more for athletic training, CrossFit style workouts. I mean, so I, I can train somebody in a Parkinson's or arthritis situation in the front room, quieter, yeah. air conditioned, heated, you know, and then I can go in the back for my next session and work with athletes or, you know, more yeah. space, more wide open. Yeah. So the design was half office space, half warehouse space. Mm-hmm. So I could work with all the people or anyone. So yeah. um, it's, it's really set up. I mean, I work with a lot of general population. Uh, I work with a lot of people who need help and therapy. And then I also work with high school, college athletes. I mean, Mm -hmm. so I kind of work with everyone and that's the way I wanted the gym to be situated. Yeah, that makes sense. It can be hard to work with an athlete in a therapy setting. You know, there's just not space. (laughs) Yeah. So um, in, in my time here, I've just continually basically bought the next space next to me when it became available. Okay. So okay. started off at 2000 square feet and have now I'm at five just by adding on when it became available. So you're just, so you're basically just getting bays as they come up. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. And yeah, you're right. Like the way, the way like the setting would be like, yeah, an athlete, like in the PT area up front, like, I mean, you know, the space is one issue, but just the environment too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just be <laughs> lower, weird. I can take the volume of music down. I mean, yeah. I can completely, completely control the environment depending on yeah. who I'm with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So looking at that, so is there like, is there an open gym membership or do you just mainly focus on training? Um, the gym is totally open 24-7. Okay. So, and again, I've needed to grow because it was getting to the point of it was too busy <laughs> for 2000 right. square feet, you know? Oh, so, absolutely. so growth was a necessity. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so what, what are you looking to do now? So um, are you looking to take over another bay or what do you, what do you want to do? Uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of tired of doing that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in reality, I mean, in a, in a goal of in a couple of years or when the situation is right, mm-hmm. um, I would love to build my own building. Um, okay. Maybe okay. a little bit bigger, but um, that would be my next step, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have buy a piece of land and build my own building. Yeah. Yeah. And that way you could really have it exactly how you wanted, right? Yeah. 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 And, and outside space too. I mean, um, we do a lot of work with people outdoors and we, we just don't, we don't have that space here. It's a busy commercial setting yeah. and there's just not, you know, there's some parking lot, but I mean, that's not, I don't want people running sprints on parking lots, you know? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. So like right now, when it comes to getting, um, getting new clients, getting new members, um, what, what's the current strategy for that? So my strategy has really always been to, I mean, honestly, provide a very high-end training product mm-hmm. um, as far as the facility, as far as the equipment, um, and uh, all word of mouth. Um, so a lot of times, I, most of the referrals I've received have been just from somebody at work. Um, I mean, honestly, it's funny is a big portion of my business is I can literally pinpoint a lady who had a Christmas party. All the ladies were like, you look amazing. What have you been doing? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she said my name and I mean, literally that's a quarter of my business today comes from that one, literally that one neighborhood Christmas party. Right. Right. Stay in the game, man. I mean, that's been my stick since day one. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, we do, we do, we host some local high school. We'll get in their flyers and in their booklet. I mean, some, you know, support the community locally. But in reality, a lot of what I do is just be really good all the time. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep yeah. that high-end product out there. And like I said, in my part of the city that I'm in, there's nothing like what I have. So geographically speaking, you know, we, we put ourselves where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, now you also have other trainers there. So kind of give me a, give me a breakdown of how that works out. Um, like, so are they contracted? Are they employees? How do they get their people? Sure. How's that, how's so that again, one of the, I've worked at a lot of different gyms and met a lot of people and I've always taken in what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, and so, and what's funny, my wife and I, my wife is a hairdresser. And so mm-hmm. she, we owned a big salon and just in the process of do, dealing with that, I've kind of taken a very similar approach in simply charging rent for a yeah. trainer. So trainers pay me rent every month. And all of their clients have to have a membership. Mm-hmm. So it's the same situation. I, I wanted to make that as easy as possible. I don't want to track somebody down for how many times did you train somebody this month? Mm-hmm. Um, basically go, you know, here's how much it costs to train here. And then you go make as much money as you can. Mm-hmm. So everything between the client and the, you know, trainer is between the two of them. I, I don't have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Got it. And so what are you, are you like actively looking for new trainers or are you kind of capped out where you're at right now? I don't, I I don't, wouldn't say that I'm actively looking for them. I would Mm -hmm. say that they find me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Again, again, for just 
where I'm at in the city and also yeah. the design. Um, um, I would say that trainers can get very frustrated doing it other ways. I'm sure. Yeah. And so, like I said, I'm very hands-on and, um, you know, take these guys out to eat and take them out mm -hmm. and, you know, what, what's working, what's not, how can I help you with your business? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I, I try very hard to keep that relationship strong and what do you need? I mean, is there something we don't have that you need? So I'm involved, they're involved in, you know, decisions on what equipment could we use or, so I just really try to help make it as good as I can for them. Yeah. Um, I also don't want to, I don't want to go out and pull a bunch of people and, and max out the space <laughs> that yeah. I've been in gyms before where there's too many trainers all at once. And then it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it, it gets to the point where, you know, and you have 12 right now, 12. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've seen gyms that have, you know, 20 or 30, you know, in a space, your size are even smaller. Oh, yeah. And it gets to the point where, you know, like you said, it gets overcrowded and then, yep. you know, you have people, you know, poaching or whatever, you know, yeah. I mean? like it's, just, it's not good. You know, no, it's not a good I, I don't, I, I really, I really try to maximize time with my clients and yeah. I'm, I'm not, I bounce around a lot. I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wait on something if I, if I'm ready to use it, you know? So yeah. Um, where, where we're at right now is great. I just had a new trainer come on. And uh, like I said, I, I also am very particular about when and how many, you know, when are you going to train? Because mm -hmm. I can, you know, the peak times, we know that. And if it's already crowded and you're, I'm going to be there right after work every day. Well, man, that's going to be tough. So yeah. I've turned some of them away, you know, um, like I said, right. I'd rather keep the people who've been with me and loyal to me than bring in all these new folks that are running out. My, you know, guys have been with me since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. And I mean, and the cool thing, so, you know, whenever you can, you know, I'm a big believer whenever you can align, you know, their interests like in the gym's best interest, you know, that's, that's usually a really good fit for everyone, you know, because, if they want someone to come on, right. Like they have to have a membership. So it works out for you guys, you know, they get their freedom, exactly. um, you know, so that's, yeah, it works out for everyone doing it that way. Now, did you ever consider um, taking in, taking them as employees, like in the beginning? I've never have. I yeah. never have. Yeah. Um, like I said, my wife and I have, we owned that big salon and we had a lot of employees <laughs> and gosh, that was just a mess. Um, yeah. So, you know, down the line, would I, I, I guess I would, I yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep things as simple as I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause you still train a lot of people too, right? A lot. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't, you know, the other thing in this business and I've been around it, I've been on the membership on the, and the management side of a bigger gym that mm -hmm. had, that had employees and man, it just causes stress and it causes friction when, you know, you train this guy, you know, you, you had 16 sessions and you trained him 15, but you, he was there 16 times. Like, you know, let the client and the trainer handle, handle their relationship. I don't want to get in the middle of that. Yeah. So just yeah. on a keeping, keeping the atmosphere peaceful <laughs> yeah. is a lot more important to me. Yeah, I get that. 
And yeah, and I same deal for me. Like I, I was at a gym like that, you know, way before I owned a gym. And um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying on that. Um, and I've also like we we do employees now um, for the gym. Like my trainers are all employed, but um, but I also don't train a lot of people anymore. Yeah, so that's the difference. So sure. I mean, because I mean, you don't have time to handle that, you know. No, like no way. If you're training, if you're training people to like, you know, all the time, you don't want to have to go chase people down. Like you said, yeah, yeah. it's just not a good time for it. It doesn't. No, I also think that there's a lot lost in the, you know, the gym, the gym is trying to make money and they're, they're taking out the, sometimes the client needs some grace on, they had to miss today or, you know, that's, that's up to the trainer to make that call. I just yeah. saw I just saw a lot of toxicity in that setup in the gyms that I've worked at before. Yep. Um, yep. And I wasn't trying to on both ends, me as a trainer and me as a manager. You know, mm-hmm. I, I saw it on both ends. So um, I, those gyms can get awfully, <laughs> yeah. awfully testy at times, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that for sure. Now, um as far as other services, like what else, do you guys do um, any kind of classes or do you sell supplements or anything like that? So, no, I don't sell supplements. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I have a lot of people approach me about selling them. I'm sure. um, I have a lot of trainers who want to sell them. And there's a, there's a lot of reasons why yes and why no. Um, mm-hmm. m- my wife and I both are really big believers in quality and the food that we eat. Mm-hmm. And the and any supplements or products that we use. So I don't want to say that I'm a snob when it comes to that stuff, but I'm 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 not I'm not just going to make try to make money and not care about what I'm selling people. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. picky. Yeah. Um, would I down the line? I would. Again, I I'm I train I train a lot. <laughs> yeah. I also am very active with my kids and my family, mm-hmm. and and that is just adding a whole nother dynamic to having it on stock, having to be here to when people need the products, mm-hmm. it's just a whole nother, you know, dynamic to it. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't want something like you said that, you know, a bro has just made this new exactly. company, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know what's in it. Um, I would, and I, I want to hear people out when they reach out to me, but most of the time it's just Joe who's made his products in his, in his, you know, in his lab and, you know, let's push them. <laughs> Yeah. So that scares me. Yeah. Um, and it should. I have trainers here who are very, I'm not opposed. And I actually like a concept of if you have a client who has an injury and I have a big background in following in, in therapy, post-injury, post-surgery therapy, and that and they want to send me to help them with therapy. I'm not I'm not opposed to if someone comes to me and they really want somebody to sit down and write them up nutrition planning. Mm-hmm. Could I do that? I could. Do I want to? No, I don't. Yeah. And I have trainers here who are specific in nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I will send them that client, what, whosoever they are, mine or somebody else's, I will send them to that trainer who mm-hmm. does, who does the programming. So okay. I don't, I'm not talking anybody out of anything. I'm just not yeah. the guy who's going to do it. That's not my focus. Yeah. So I'll send them to, I have dietitians who train here. I mean, those guys, that's what they do for a living. So mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I'm just not the guy to do it. 
Yeah. So I have guys in house um, who are, that's what they do. So we offer it as a gym. Um, and that's what I mean is I want to have a stable of trainers for if you want something and I might not be the guy or I can't do it when you need it. I've mm -hmm. got somebody who I trust, who I know, who can. Yeah. So that's what I've been putting together. Like I said, a, you know, I want trainers who, again, are good at this business, who do it for a living. Yeah. And who I can trust, who are going to provide the same level that I provide if I was the one giving the service. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and it, what's cool about that is that, um, and a lot of people, you know, gym owners, trainers, it's, it's hard for them to admit this. But just the fact that you said this is something that I probably could do, but I don't want to do. Like, you're not afraid to turn away money because I think that a lot of times we, we spread ourselves so thin, you know, and they're not getting the quality. Right? Exactly. And there, there goes your product that you were exactly. talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like I, and like I've said, I, I tell these trainers, I talk to them when I, and I want to say I hire them on. That doesn't mean, like I've said, they're not my employee, but I yeah, bring them yeah. in. Um, we go through a pretty strict, like, here's what I expect. And if that's not met, I mean, I, you know, you're, you're ruining my atmosphere. You're ruining my product. Mm -hmm. So I set that standard. Um, and I'm also not afraid when I go out of town, if I have clients who still want to work out, let's give these other guys a chance. Let's let them try something different. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's what I mean. You know, um, yeah. I, I've never been big on I'm the greatest and I'm the only thing out there. So you have to work with me. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody's good at what they do, man. Everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. So try something different for a few days, you know, yeah. come at it a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and that's kind of how it is with me. So like, you know, the gym now, like I don't, I don't do a lot of training anymore. Um, just because, I mean, we have, we have a different model Like my gym's 18,000 square feet. So, you know, there's a lot that I still have to do here. It's more of sure. your style. So it's to the point where I didn't want to take on new clients, yeah, you know, yeah. for training. So I would pass them off. So one thing that I did was if someone, because people were used to, you know, the old, they could just, you know, message me, text me, Hey, can we do this? Hey, can, can I come in for a session? So I just started, you know, now when I didn't want to take someone, a mentor was like, dude, just, you know, how much money would it take for you to do this? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it would take this. And he's like, well, just ask that amount of money. <laughs> and I was like, well, no one's going to pay it. He's like, exactly. But if they do great. Yeah. And so that's what I did. So I have um, three long-term clients, you know, yeah. that pay what I ask and exactly. um, everyone, everyone else that asks, I'm like, you know, I can send you to this person or that person. They're like, well, what is it to work with you? And you know, yeah. I'll throw it like, you know, well, 250 an hour. Yeah. And they're just like, are you too? I was like, look, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I you don't really have don't. to <laughs> Yeah, So go to this part. If you yeah. want to do it, you can do it, but I don't, I don't want to do it. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. That's a, I, I found that that's a hard, when people walk in the door and they, my name's on the building and they come here to work with me. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough talk as far as, this guy over here is as good as me. Go work with him. Yeah. You know, it's hard to sell that sometimes. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It, they may not be me. They may not have my name, but they still do this for a living. So mm -hmm. it's either, mm -hmm. you know, you can come in. We're here. But that's a hard that's a, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. 
Yeah. Are you full for your client list right now for the most pretty part? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah. I'm, I am soft because I love helping people, especially people who need help. Yeah. So yeah. I try to squeeze them in. Um, I just know that I'm very cut and dry these days. Like, when are you going to train? I need to know that what days, what times there's not much flexibility. So yeah. I'm pretty full. Um, like I said, I, I'm also, if somebody comes who really needs what I do, I do my best to, to fit them in. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah. and if you make that clear, people usually will surprise you with their flexibility. <laughs> uh, they, they can. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing is, and you know, and early, you know, when I got started, I mean, even, you know, maybe 12, 15 years ago, it's one of those, I would like literally stress out. I was like, you know, talk to managers. I'm like, man, this lady can only do um, 5.30 on Monday, Wednesday. And he's yeah. like, of course, that's the only time she can tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone wants. Exactly. Like, no, she can do yep. more, I promise. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. I mean, just, I just be honest with folks, you know, just tell them the truth. I can't do that, but I, but here's what we could make work. If you can do any of that, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think over, you know, years of doing it, you know, you kind of develop. Yeah. I mean, you, you learn, you have to be that way. Yeah. You know, and it's not being, you know, um, like you're wanting to, you know, turn people away or not help people, but you know, just cut and dry. This is what I got. This is what we can do. Yeah. I hope we can make this work. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Well, awesome, man. Um, so we're getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. Um, so we kind of talked about growth. Um, I have a growth question I like to ask people. We talked about it for the next few years, like, yeah. you know, with your own building. But let's say like within the next six months to a year, what would growth look like for you? Or is there any room for growth? Yeah, I mean, uh, room for growth. I just think there are numbers I have in mind that I'd like to get my mm -hmm. membership base up to mm -hmm. i um as far as physical growth there's not there's not much room <laughs> yeah, yeah. um there are because of everything with covid it's been hard to find equipment certain pieces of equipment that i've wanted at a oh, reasonable yeah. price yeah. that has been challenging so as far as pieces of equipment that's something that i am working on and waiting on mm -hmm. um I'd like with this, with this new trainer and some, some of the other trainers and some ideas that we have for them for the spring, I'd like to see how those go before making any big, you know, making any big jumps. Yeah. Um, I, I know that with this group of people I have, I have people now, I, I feel like we could take a jump and open our own building, build our mm -hmm. own building. Mm -hmm. That's really what I'm focused on is kind of getting what, what are the, what are the, what's that going to look like? You know, yeah. um, what's commitment from trainers? How, what do I expect? And as far as, you know, if we do this, I'm doing it for all of us, not just me, yeah. I'm giving myself more of a headache. Right. So, right. um, you know, keeping the, keeping those lines of communication open and mm -hmm. trying to do this as a team and not, this is for me, yeah. you know, this is helping all of us. How do we do that and make it, financially a smart decision yeah makes total sense man well jim thank you so much for being on the podcast today um, i enjoyed it and got some good value out of this and hopefully you did as well i did i really appreciate it friend thank yeah, you absolutely. so much sure 
And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And for our gym owners out there, if you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, owners of Rival Fitness and Weightlifting in Waycross, Georgia, Harley and Hallie. How are you doing today? Pretty good. good. Doing good. Awesome. I'm excited to have you on. Great little pre-show chat. Let's hop right into it. Tell us all about Rival, what you're doing down there, what you're all about. Um, basically we're just a small time, uh, weightlifting gym. We do offer some functional fitness classes as well. Um, but more of a focus on, uh, Olympic lifting and powerlifting. So. All right. So some good old fashioned, pick things up and, and put them down, pick up heavy stuff and move it, pick up heavy stuff and move it. Cool. So, um, there is also some degree of a functional fitness class component to your business. Yeah, so we're um, primarily group training. We offer certain classes a day or certain timed classes a day. Um, we have some people that came over that come in on their own that they don't prefer to be in with a group, but they do what's recommended and they do what's on the board. So, <laughs> got it. So you kind of you force your will on them. My house, my rules. So let's let's bring it back a little bit. Um, as far as getting the business started. Uh, what were your, both of your backgrounds? I know you kind of both are into competitive lifting, but in different aspects of it. So if both of you could give me a, a quick background on how you ended up being in this position and where your passion lies as far as the training, and we'll go from there. Um, well, I have been an athlete my whole life. I started when I was four years old, played basketball, softball, tennis, golf, anything that anything that required me to be like uh, competitive, I was there for it. Um, so when I got out of high school and through with college and things like that, that athletic side of me was still itchy. So um, I found CrossFit and through CrossFit, I found powerlifting, um, which is where most of my uh, efforts go now is the powerlifting. Um, and I just enjoy not so much the competitive aspect of like a team sport, but just there's a competition within myself constantly. So the drive to be better, move heavier things, it's, it's there. Awesome. And how about you? Um, so I was, I was an athlete. I was athletic. I was more of the bench warmer style. Wasn't the star athlete like Harley. Um, but after high school, I got into running. I did half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, you name it. I've done it. I attempted to train for a marathon, quickly got 
fell out of love with running. It just become too much. Um, I actually got hurt. And so through um, a little rehab, I learned to lift. And so I joined CrossFit and I actually watched uh, Maddie Rogers do her snatch on Instagram. And I didn't know when or how, but I was going to find a way to learn how to snatch. And about two and a half years later, I did. And I've been an Olympic lifter since. And I just, there's a beauty behind it. There's a science behind it. And there's just an absolute thrill in watching somebody achieve a goal. So awesome. So tried it hooked neither one of you going back no looking back you both have your passions as far as your flavor of lifting so you decided you're going to turn this thing into a business right you had um, a couple of things come together the opportunities the right place the right time you're going to make this into something you uh i think in your words turned a barn into a gym yeah and yep. now it's uh now it's it's a real business it's there so what were your plans going in as far as what you wanted to offer, how many clients you ultimately think that you want to work with, um, what way you're going to put your stamp on the town with your flavor of, of fitness and training? Um, I personally have never really like been set on a certain number of clients. Um, I'm good with however many want to be helped. If that's 40, fine. If that's 80, that's fine. If it's 120, that's also fine. Um, it must be a big barn. No, it's not <laughs> at all. <laughs> was it like 1200 square feet? I think or? it's about 1500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So well, we're it's small. Not, it's not a broom closet. No. no. Um, but ultimately I just wanted to, I guess, break that cycle of thinking it's just a barbell um the movements that you do inside the gym and group training um you carry over into everyday life how you move to you know pick up a, a case of waters or how you move to move stuff off a shelf or picking up your kids or helping your grandparents like it all correlates and if you can look beyond just a barbell you're learning how to lift for life Got it. Yeah. So go trying to reach beyond the impact of just strength and fitness to how it translates into, like you said, to, to every, basically everything you do, right? If you have to move, it helps to be stronger. It helps to know how to move your body. Yeah. 100%. Cool. So let's come to, you know, present day you're here, you have some clientele. So you, you know, for sure that there are people that are interested, that like what you're doing. They didn't come in and all run away. So we have a proof of concept working. Yeah. So let's go through the steps of how you progress and how you grow uh, as a new business owner starting off. So let's talk about the clients and their kind of journey through your system. First and foremost, how do you get people interested? Uh, so we had initially um, through like my... Uh, Callie talked about, we kind of had uh, a series of unfortunate events that led to um, kind of us opening this gym. Um, we had about six people that just kind of followed us when we left our previous gym. So immediately right off the bat, before anything ever happened, like as far as business-wise, um, we had a core group of consistent people there 
that were helping push us to, you know, bring more people in and make the gym bigger and better and that kind of thing. Um, but they forgot the other half of this question. Yeah. What was the second half of the question? <laughs> well, that's how you get the original people to come with you. How are yeah. you going okay, so to get more people interested now? So that that's kind of where we get stagnant is because we're from such a super small town. You are either like one extreme or the other. And to just, I don't know how to say, well, I don't really know how to say it. Like you, you have to do it by word of mouth. You can make all the posts. You can tell all the people it's just getting them inside the door. So you have to talk in the town. Yeah. And that's been a big, um, change for Callie and I because we are pretty much like um we live in our own bubble yeah yeah <laughs> and we have had to get out of our own comfort zone and um talk to people and when people are if we ever hear a conversation about something like kind of bring it up well we you know offer this or I know where you can find this if uh you know that'll help you you know be better do better kind of thing um but around where we live that's word of mouth is, is a big thing. So that's kind of where we're pushing right now. So working on that word of mouth, social, social media, referrals, all of yeah. those things. Okay. So the next natural step is how are you guys figuring out what to do as far as once someone shows up at your doorstep or reaches out emails, text, DM, whatever, Hey, I want to be a member here. What's the process you take someone through if they think they want to come and train with you? Um, so basically right now we do uh, your first week uh, free. So when you come in, if you, you know, if you come in that Monday, Monday to Friday, uh, you come in, you figure out if you like it, see what we have to offer, um, see if it's going to benefit you and what your goals are. And then um, we sign you up the whole nine yards after that um and then I guess from like a coaching perspective it's yeah. kind of like a kid that doesn't know how to swim you, you push them in the pool and you say well figure it out <laughs> so you know you assess on what are your mobility you know do you have any out underlying issues health issues do's or don'ts that you can and can't do and just kind of take it from there and build slowly so they're not overwhelmed but they're immediately thrown into what we do yeah. they have a, a clear understanding that you know, if you have a shoulder injury, you can still do this. It just might look a little different. So I guess on the emphasis of it's you versus you, it's, it's a group training, but it's you versus you ultimately. Okay. And what membership levels or offerings are you guys uh, putting out there right now? Someone wants to join. Um, so right now we have um, basically just a full member which you pay a monthly fee and you get um, as many classes as you want. Um, and then after that, we have some people that come in for personal training um, and they're just partial clients. So they come in just for uh, the one-on-one -on -one training. Um, and then we also have some uh, kid members as well that come in and um, we throw okay, them so in the mix as well. Kids personal training and then unlimited groups a full member mm -hmm. yep perfect and is that are those offerings mostly just based on what you've seen in your experience going to other gyms and kind of just picking out your likes and dislikes out of it 
Yeah, we kind of had to go along with uh, what was kind of affordable and then what was fit our little niche the best in our area. So um, we kind of found our little, you know, our rates and, and what we wanted to offer in those, those uh, for that what worked for our area. But we also, along with the other three, uh, we offer Barbell Club, which is our uh, Olympic team. They go to competitions and they pay an extra on top and then uh, the powerlifting as well. We offer that. Okay. So you have, you have a lot of things that you're offering in the, the general realm, but also the, the specific kind of niche lifting. Now, are you also servicing kind of general public people who are just into, just want to become more quote, fit and healthy and lose weight, that type of people? Or are you kind of more towards, you know, the get stronger, get bigger, compete side of things? Um, we really adapt to your goals, like, or like their goals. Um, I know the last uh, handful of girls or women that we've had join, they say, am I going to lose weight? And my, my answer doesn't change. I can't promise you that you'll lose weight, but I can promise you to be more confident, to move better. I want you to lift heavy, but if you don't want to lift heavy, we'll do what we can. Like, the, it's just, I guess, getting out of the the thought of, you know, five pound dumbbells, 25 reps, you know what I mean? Um, so just, you know, it, um, more pushing people to change uh, how they see themselves, you know, like uh, if you want to lose weight, um, what you do the other 23 hours of the day is just as important as that one hour you have uh, in the gym. So uh, that's kind of where we bring people into perspective. Like you've got to put in the, as much effort out of here as, as you are in with the coach. Yeah, it's just educating them. You know, I can educate you, but it's, it's up to you to ultimately educate yourself to break those myths, break those old thinking habits. Like this is the place where you can become somebody new and be the, be the person that you really want to be. And we'll teach you how to do that through a barbell. Yeah. Perfect. So you try not to turn anyone away based on goals, but what you do is try to show them how your style of training, your education can help them reach those goals. Mm -hmm. If you, if you are a match, as far as all the other things that you want in and out of the gym. Yeah. It kind of helps from my own personal experience. Cause I've done it all. I've, I've had a personal trainer. I've, I've done the three sets of 10, um, the six days a week, two hours sessions, uh, 45 minutes on the elliptical, 30 minutes on the stair climber, 1200 calories a day. And nothing has ever worked like lifting has. So I guess that's like my holy grail of like, listen to me, I can help you. I've been through there. I've ran hundreds of thousands of miles, but I didn't find actual happiness until I lifted. Yeah, and we have and we have quite a few uh, members that come in during our open gym time that aren't necessarily uh, trying to lift the heaviest weight or, you know, be a competitive athlete uh, as far as functional fitness goes. Um, but through the programming and working uh, the system that we have going, they're able to still see a difference, even though they're doing their own thing, kind of. Got it. Okay. So 
as relatively new business owners, about six months into this, two-part question here, and, and I'll give you both a chance to answer this. What's been the biggest surprise for you as far as something that you didn't expect or didn't know you'd like running the business that you have? The biggest surprise that I didn't think I'd like, but I actually do. Yeah, or didn't even think about, but you're like, oh, I really like this part of running a business. Um, I guess first and foremost for me is the programming. Um, I've had trial and error. I kind of coached myself in Olympic weightlifting. I haven't quite found the coach that I prefer to help me. So I just do it for fun, educate myself type thing. Um, but it's, it's draining and it's exhausting, but it's so rewarding because when people accomplish their goal or they get a new personal best or even just correct their movement or their technique, it's, it's rewarding. And it's just a, a reminder that I, I can do this. So that was probably the biggest surprise for me. And I think for me probably is actually running a business. We grew up in a household where both of our parents uh, owned businesses and told us to never own a and, business. Yeah. And they, never you, they never left work like they worked when they were out of the house and then when they came home they still work was still there and from I can remember being a teenager like trying to decide what I wanted to go to college for and uh just saying I'll never own a business like if I can help it I'm gonna go to work get my paycheck and I'm gonna go home and um through all of this um the you know opening the gym and learning and we still are learning um, but it has been super rewarding to be able to provide a place for people to come to enjoy themselves, be happy, know that, you know, they can accomplish goals there. And that's been pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. So other side of the coin, what is there that you, you wish somebody would have told you about running the business that um, maybe you could have been better prepared for or something that you if you, if you could wave a magic wand and not have to do anymore, what would be the first thing you would, uh, you'd give up or delegate? Getting members. <laughs> yeah. That's probably been the hardest part because so many people just have their mind made up, you know, well, this is what I've always been told. And this is what they say works versus actually just giving it a week to try it. You know, give us a chance, give yourself a chance, try something new, get out of your comfort zone. That has been so hard. Frustrating, yeah. It was the part I was most excited about, but it's been proven to be the most frustrating and longest process. Yeah. And some of the behind the scenes things are and keeping the gym clean. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I sweep every day. I sweep my house <laughs> and my gym every day. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot of sweeping. Now it's a good thing you don't have a big gym yet, right? If you had to sweep right, yeah. 5,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. Except right. when we flipped it upside down. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. A couple more minutes left with you ladies. So give us, um, give us your big, your big dream, your big goal. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be numbers. You know, ultimately, you know, if you, if you're in this thing, five, six years down the road, somewhere kind of long-term, but I mean, you're both pretty young. That's not a real long time. Um, yeah. 
where do you see the gym being in your perfect world? What's it going to look like? What are your roles going to be? Man, in a perfect world, um, I would love to see Rival grow triple in size. I would love to see that as far as members go, as far as space we occupy. Um, Platforms. Yeah, like just little nitpicky things that we really want, but I would love to see us just grow. And like I said, where we are now, uh, as far as the size of the gym, maybe triple that. And, you know, the members, we would, as many members as, as where we are could hold. Um, they're the best part of it. Like, it's so much fun to hear them and be become friends with them and, and see their change and their growth. And so I would love to see more people come and do that. I think my personal goal would be to get in the community and um, where we live, we, our, our athletes, our small town really thrives off of like football sports. Um, so I would love to have a, a youth program for kids anywhere from six or seven years old to 16, 17, 18 years old, because if they really push scholarships to go to college play ball um, and when you do that, that's fine, but you get into that bigger city where there are, where there's more talent because they had more access to better help, better equipment their whole life. So suddenly you're fighting. And so if we could just give them that opportunity um, to help them grow, be, be faster, be stronger, more agility, um, confident, you know, really put Waycross on the map, I would love that because they deserve that. They deserve a better future. And I fully believe we have the means to provide them with that kind of guidance. So I would love a youth program. That's, that's awesome. I love goals like that. Um, you know, business, it has to grow. It has to be profitable in order to make sense. You have to be able to, to get paid unless you hit the Powerball or something like that. But <laughs> There's other things, right? Nobody gets into the business of fitness or especially at this level, you know, just for the money, right? There's got to, there's always some underlying thing. It's, you know, wanting to provide the place that you would want to work out or having, you know, found some inspiration or transport, uh, transformation, not transportation. That's what I learned, um, in things. So it's great to hear that. And, um, I look forward to, to keeping track on you ladies and, and seeing how things go and, and seeing how you grow. So last question before we let you go, um, if people want to look you up, want to find you, if somebody's out there listening, you know, down around Waycross, or um, maybe somebody's listening that's thinking about taking the plunge and opening their own gym, where can they find you? How can they reach out? Um, we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, our Instagram is at Rival Fitness 21. Uh, Facebook is Rival Fitness and Weightlifting. Um, we are located, I don't know if I'm supposed to give our address, you but whatever you want. 41319 Avenue, Waycross, Georgia. Um, we're on Google. Um, you can Google us, you can Facebook us, anything that you can look us up on, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I primarily do the social media thing. Um, so we, I try to get back to as fast as possible. I don't like yeah. notifications sitting there, but <laughs> same. But. all right well i appreciate you ladies coming on and, and sharing the beginning of your experience hopefully we'll have the opportunity to check back in on you 
see Sweet. what the progress is of Rival. Uh, but for today, thank you for your time. It's been great. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for spending some of your day with us. Uh, if you're thinking about taking the plunge and becoming a new gym owner, hopefully this was helpful. It's a little bit of value, a little bit of inspiration. If you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking butt. Gym Lords. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Phil Red Miller. Phil, how's, how's it going? going? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for coming out today and being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure. So now that we've, we've got you intro and stuff, let's kind of get right into this. So uh, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Yeah, the name of my business is Kroll Fitness, C-R-U-L-L. We're located in Richardson, Texas. Okay, awesome, man. And you know, kind of tell me, like, how long, how long have you been a gym owner and what uh what led you what led you to that because it's not uh it's not something that that everyone does right it's kind of uh to be crazy enough to be a gym owner so to speak so what got you into it yeah you gotta be a rare breed to get in this business right yeah, yeah. it's uh so we started the business back in 2001 uh kind of 2011 uh came on board full-time took over um as i graduated from my uh, undergraduate studies um from there, it's just the uh, the love and passion for helping people, um, you know, whether it's family, friends, um, athletes, um, kind of going from there. Awesome, man. I love it. I love it. So so you took over in 2011 is, is when you actually took it over? Yes, sir. Yep. That's when I was doing full-time management, the books, the business side of it, and doing some training as well. Okay. All right. Cool. So are you, are you still involved in like the day-to-day -day stuff, like the training and all that or yeah, I, I am. You'll see me up there opening the gym 5 30 AM every morning. And, uh, and, you know, I do a little bit of training in the morning and I pretty much switched all the business, uh, aspect of it in the afternoon and evenings. Okay. All right. Awesome, man. So as far as like when, let's see. So when you guys took, or when you took over in, in 2011, 
you know, I know that. So the business was already, it was already 10 years in the business. Did you make any big changes? Like when, when you were taking over? Yeah. Yeah. I, I made quite a few big changes. So um, at that time we actually had five facilities around the Metroplex. Oh, wow. And yeah. And none of them were the, the same, which kind of in a way, you know, five facilities sounds big and great, but you know, there's some that were just partnered up and smaller facilities that were you know, maybe 900 square feet or something like that. So they all had a different aspect to it. It wasn't your membership, personal training, you know, some of it, like I said, we do a lot of sports specific training was just like a lot of team training at one facility and maybe 10% was personal training or membership. So it was real screwy in the way. So I ended up uh, selling some of those facilities off and kind of consolidating and rebranding our business uh for you know for potential future growth yeah that makes a lot of sense and and like you said with you know more facility uh, more facilities excuse me doesn't always mean more money yeah right i mean more headache yeah it is <laughs> more headache and you might have you know there might be more revenue coming in but the the big question is how much of that is profit right exactly and is it worth it really exactly exactly i felt uh, from a personal standpoint, I was being spread too thin, having to go through, bounce around all the facilities. And you, as a business owner, you, you just kind of lose control. You know, you, uh, you don't get to see your employees every day. Not that any of those uh, guys and girls that were running those facilities were, were bad trainers or bad owners or, or excuse me, or operators. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of lose touch of your own brand when you, uh, you spread yourself so thin. Yeah, you do. It, it seems like what you're doing, you know, at that point is you're just kind of creating your, I mean, every day, like you're kind of completing a checklist, right? So it's like, boom, boom, boom. And like, you're never, you're never in the moment, really. It's like, you're just like, okay, I got this shit done. Let's go to the next one, the next one, you know? So yeah, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you're probably pretty relieved to get those, to get those gone, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it helped me, allow me to focus on our, uh, our one kind of flagship facility in Richardson and kind of growing back out from there. Awesome, man. So you said that you you designed it like um, changed some things for future growth. So yep. what would those things be that, that you changed? Yeah, so we, we were in a bad lease beforehand. I, I renegotiated our lease. Um, I, we had a, like 10,000 square feet at the time in a neighborhood that didn't really need 10,000 square feet of gym space. So Sounds. I renegotiated our lease. We moved down 6,500 square feet which feels much more um, like a neighborhood gym facility. You know, it's, it's still plenty big to where we can get plenty of people in there at the same time. It's not a bunch of open space uh, yeah. to where it looks empty. Um, after that, I kind of redesigned to make it feel more like a, a home. I use a lot of brick accents. A good friend at the time worked for Acme Brick, so I, I hit him up for uh, some help yeah. just kind of redesigning the whole interior to make it feel, uh, you know, obviously it's still a gym, but you have the brick on the wall. It makes it feel a bit warm inside, like a, you know, like a basement or something like that. I uh, love that, man. I love it. You know, so, um, and then too, there's an article a while back, somebody compared us to the, uh, the show cheers back in the day. So yeah, because uh, everyone, everyone knows your name there. So, um, it's kind of an homage to that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I redesigned the whole place, different marketing techniques, um, you know, cut, cut some stuff uh, from the books to 
uh, old employees, all, all around, kind of a complete overhaul. That's good, man. So basically, if it wasn't helping grow the business, you know, you're you're just getting rid of dead weight, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah yep. that's awesome. And and that's kind of, it's one of those things like, and, and I'm not sure how it is, you know, like previous owners or and everything, but sometimes if you're in a facility for 10 years, like you may know that that stuff needs to happen, but like you just don't do it. It's one of those things you'd rather just let it go than to have the hard conversations. But for you coming in, like you could just, you know, you could just clean house, right? Just, I mean, because what's the point of continuing on with something that you know is already broken or was exactly. broken? Yeah, exactly. I used to, when I was younger, I, hate, I hated change. Yeah, I didn't want to change anything. But now I, I find myself changing stuff almost daily, yeah. <laughs> but which isn't great. But at the same time, like you said, like you have to change. You know, sometimes you got to call the baby ugly and you know fix fix what needs to be fixed and have those hard conversations especially in a family business like my own um and i've been i've been blessed and lucky enough to have a a family that believes in the decisions i make um and and staff as well um because you know i i realize the decisions i make affect everybody and uh so it's one of those i I take it take it very seriously same time when i when i make my mind up I'm, i'm 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 running with it so Good, man. So um, as far as uh, let's kind of get into like the the metrics of the gym. So yep. uh, as far as staff goes, um, other than yourself, what uh, what's your staff looking like? Yeah, so I've got eight full time employees. Um, I do it differently than other gyms do. And I know some people call me crazy, but I, I all my employees are on salary. Um, you know, I've got two contractors uh, that work out of my facility as well. Um and I've been able to retain all my employees. So we had one, he started up three years ago. My uh, other uh, four guys, they've been there 10 plus years. Um, so you know, I've been able to hold on to my, to my good staff. Everyone's pretty much been three. So three years is my shortest uh, duration, I guess, for employee. Everyone's three years plus. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So yeah, definitely having, having the longevity there. That's big. It says a lot about you, you know, as an owner too, like if you can keep people around, because I mean, that's, you know, well, number one being like, you've had it for 10 years. So that's kind of getting into dinosaur years in the gym industry. Right. Right. Uh, We haven't, we have an average lifespan of three years is what we see like for most gyms. So if you look at it, you know, overall 21, 21 years, basically, or 20 years for the whole gym itself you know, and then to be able to hold on to the employees as well. Like that, that's pretty big stuff. No, that, that was a huge part when I took over to It was a revolving door and I didn't want it to be like, you know, your big box gyms where, and I think that's why we've been able to retain so much of our business is because people build those relationships with each other. And it's a familiar face. Every time they come into the, uh, the gym, it's consistent. That's where you may go to another, a big box gym and, it's a whole new staff or, you know, no one's going to know your name or know you personally and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Now, what is the, um, like, what's the model like for your gym? I know you it's open gym, but, um, but what else do you guys have going on there? Yeah. Yeah. That's another pretty uncommon thing. You know, I've uh, got two graduate degrees and I still have a hard time explaining to people what exactly <laughs> we offer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those tough things. So we have a basic gym membership. Like I said, we're located in a neighborhood. Um, so we do basic gym membership just like any other gym. 
you know, we've got everything from machine weights, you know, platforms, dumbbells, cardio equipment, all that stuff. Uh, we do a lot of personal training. Um, you know, on our front door, we have sports specific training, yet we've had clients as old as 93 that come in there. We have a lot of people that come in there post rehab, uh, excuse yeah. me, post physical therapy. Um, it's because we work with a ton of athletes with ACL, MCL, uh, Achilles tears, rotator cuffs, you name it. So we're kind of a, a referral place for doctors and physical therapists to send their clients um, over to us. We have a pretty good size uh, special needs population as well. Um, that kind of started just doing the regular adult personal training. One day, uh, uh, a mother asked if we'd be willing to work with her son back in, I think that was 2002. We said yes, and then that kind of exploded. So we kind of became the leader in Dallas, uh, Richardson regarding you know special needs populations and stuff like that, partnering with different groups. And at the same time, too, that's given us a, uh, you know, a little nonprofit platform as well to give back um, to the yeah. communities and different groups and stuff like that. And, too, it involves our community and our gym members. We've donated uh, to the city of Richmond. We built an all-inclusive playground, you know, that promotes fitness and wellness. So it kind of goes into it with our brand, uh, you, know, you know, working hard and giving back. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that's a great thing to do. Um yeah, so so basically the gym is like like you're kind of funding the nonprofit out of that. And yeah, so yeah. so yeah, so we don't have a nonprofit ourselves. We just partner up with a bunch of nonprofits year oh, okay. round. So I, I think last year we gave out I think it was close to seven thousand dollars and uh, awesome. you know, donations and stuff like that. And then you know, we'll raise it through through our community at the gym for for various uh, causes. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that's awesome. And yeah, always great to give back, especially, you know, especially like to the special needs, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, like they need help more than anybody. And, you know, specifically, I think a lot of times with, you know, with, with physical, you know, with, um, you know, anything to do with, you know, physical, um, yeah, not, not appearance, but yeah, because a lot have, you know, uh, disabilities, like, a, you know, muscular disabilities, you know, things like that. And, you know, a lot of people, it's hard to find somebody to work with them. Right. Right. You know? No, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's really special to see my trainers, you know, I got to brag on them a little bit. They can go from a, a regular adult to a, an elite college athlete to, a, a you know, a physical or cognitive disabilities clientele. And, you know, they have a blast, you know, and I think that helps too with the retention of some of my trainers it's giving them that variation each day. You know, I could, you know, counting reps for an adult gets boring. I mean, I, I don't know anyone that says that doesn't, yeah. you know, doesn't suck at the end of the day. Yeah. But when you yeah, have that right. variation, it helps a lot. And so uh, I'm proud of my guys for kind of buying into, you know, what we've done uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. And the cool thing about that too is, you know, it gives you a greater sense of purpose as well because, you know, like, like you said, you know, counting reps for an adult. I mean, after a while, it's kind of like, okay, like, what am I doing? And then, you know, when you, when you mix in, you know, some of the special needs clients as well, you know, I mean, like, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air sometimes because you have somebody there, not that the adults don't want to be there, but I mean, someone who is like, this is the best part of their day, right? No doubt. You. No, yeah. doubt. no, it, it's, it's huge. We've had, you know, five-star football athletes gone, big time D1 programs, 
And when they visit the our special needs athletes at work where they work and stuff like that, and I don't have to tell them or no one's even said anything, that means more to me than them hitting a PR on any squat or any bench because that I know that made a huge difference in both their lives. Um, yeah. you know, and in my life as well. Cause you know, I don't, and that, that's like hands off the wheel. Like, Hey, I made a difference, you know, yeah. no matter what the kid benches, squats, runs, I, I changed his life. I know I changed his life. I know he changed, it changed his life. So that, that's, that's special to us. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Great thing you're doing there. So as far as like getting, getting new members uh, in the yep. door, what are you guys doing for that? Like actively? That, that's a great question. You know, I, I'd like to be more active in, in, in uh, getting new members. Like, so we're, we're located in a, uh, a close-knit neighborhood in Prairie Creek, Canyon Creek in Richardson, Texas. Um, you know, we have athletes that come from all over, though. You know, some that drive as much as 30 miles, uh, 30, 40 miles to come see us. So, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty prevalent on social media. A lot of my trainers will post stuff. Uh, regarding their athletes, their athletes will retweet it or repost it. And so we've been getting a lot of our youth athletes uh, that way. Another way um, I've done in the past is um, promoting or marketing at different football games or basketball uh, venues. So we'll put a banner up in the, uh, the local high school gym. Uh, there's a couple around us and it'll have curl fitness there. And I have that posted year round. So that's the parents, the kids, the athletes that see that, you know, and it's it's way cheaper than it is for a magazine ad or running a Facebook ad. And it's, and it's more yeah. direct because that's what we're targeting. We're targeting the neighborhood. Um, so I'm kind of going, where's, where's the neighborhood going to hang out on the mm -hmm. weekends, especially they have kids, you know, since yeah. we have athletes. So I kind of go from the uh, high school level, um, you know, trying to hit the facilities and stuff like that with signage. Yeah, that's all that stuff. That's awesome, man. Another thing too, um, as far as that goes, I love I love that idea. But I mean, if you guys could ever set up like at a football game, like I don't know, like any county rivalries, like set up a table or something yep. like that. Because usually, now, here's the crazy thing: like usually, I'm I'm very against just for me, like setting up like it shows and you know stuff like that, just because I feel like there's never a return. Right. But for this specifically, like if you set up basically in front of your target audience especially a football game. And if you could find the parents of the kids that, that don't get to play a lot. Oh yeah. You know, yep. like I'll, I'll be at, I'll be at a game tonight, Argyle versus Melissa. So uh, there you go. In the past, before COVID we had a giant curl fitness van that I lifted up, put some big tires on it. And we take that out to every Friday night game of the week. And uh, it was always a sight to see all the parents would know, Hey, the guys from curl fitness are here and stuff like that. All the staff would bring our business cards uh, yeah. Or if it was college games, we've taken we took the bus down to Austin for a Oklahoma State uh, Texas series. We had a bunch of Oklahoma State baseball players, and you know the parents recognize that the players do too. And they're like, hey, I gotta go check these guys out. You know, yeah. um, like I said, we're not conventional by any means, but uh, going fun. to games, going to games, and handing out the business card—that's the easiest form of advertising yeah. ever. And like you mentioned, you're not setting up a booth, sitting there and feeling feeling awkward or feeling intrusive. I mean, you're just, you're there, enjoy yourself, watch your, uh, you know, talk to your parents or players that you work with and just, you know, natural conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've, we've kind of done some things over the years, kind of like um, not as intentional uh, there for a while we did, 
but it was just kind of one of those things we'd kind of walk around and like um our like I live in a small town um my hometown like we our population is like 5,000 um small town so it, it's a, a small school but you know usually you can hang around the parents you know and you know whichever ones are complaining the most like about their kid you know not playing or whatever we would always kind of be like well hey like we can help with that so yeah exactly and and you know the thing is the ones that took us up on it you know their kids their kids are getting results it wasn't just a sales thing like you got to put the work in right exactly exactly yeah it makes a huge difference so especially today's today's sports if you're not doing anything outside of school and if you expect to get a college scholarship it's it's that's uphill it's a tough climb so yeah. you know i always recommend if you if you really want a college scholarship start training early and often because uh, it's it's a lot cheaper too than a uh, paying for school now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. So looking at so like you like obviously like you target a ton of athletes. So um, I'm no like general population. Do you guys have a, yep. a pretty decent size of general population there too? Yeah, we do. Have, like I said, we're we're in that neighborhood, so we have a lot of adults uh, in 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 youth. Uh, you know, from the high schools that come in and just use the gym for basic gym membership that we don't actually train or. You know, the only service they have is the basic gym membership. So okay, uh, okay. we do have a, a serviceable size. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And you do have, um, do you have trainers that work with like adults who just like want to lose weight too? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So all my trainers, like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, they work with everybody from the adults that want to lose weight uh, to the athletes, to the uh, special population. So we have Quite a few. Our mornings typically are the the adult heavy, and then after work, um, obviously the kids are at school then. So we we do have a pretty sizable adult personal training, which helps definitely helps during the school months um, as far as cash flow goes and revenue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's the common the common theme, right? Like when you like when it's a really big like sport based facility. Yeah. Um, typically, you know, it, it's seasonal you know, because the kids do go back to school or they get in their sport. So that's why I think, you know, having that general population base, you know, not only in a general membership, but also like an extra services such as a group training or PT is so huge for the business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Agree hundred percent. Now you guys do group training too, right? We, we do in a way. Yeah. So I don't advertise it as group training because I feel like the perception, at least where we're at is, you know, if you're a 23 year old, you don't want to be paired up with a, you know, 65 year old. Uh, you know, so we kind of explain it as, you know, we offer cheap or we cheaper than most other gyms, personal training. So it's kind of one-on-one. -on -one. It's more specific to what that individual is looking for. And the trainer just trains multiple people at once. So usually, depending on the time of day, a trainer may have three people going, uh, may just have one person. It just kind of depends when you schedule. But the, each routine that person's getting is specific to their, their goals and needs. So we yeah. just realized that group training was so hard. You know, you, you get some that would show up five, ten minutes late. And, then you know, you got to explain to them what they're doing and stuff like that. Like we just didn't have time for it anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, and we kind of yeah. let the other gyms do the group, you know, the, the true group training. And we just kind of, Hey, you come when you come and then we'll give you, we'll get you a workout. You know? Yeah, man. And it, um, I'm with you on that. Like, because like we did that. So now what we do, yeah, at my gym, we do semi-private, which is what you're talking right. about. Right. One-on-one. -on -one. 
Um, and it, it was a pain because we had, for what it was with us, like, you know, it's obviously it's a big group, you know, like we'd have 15, 20, 30 people in at times. And, you know, you have certain days that people come, but then you might have one class, like you have two people, right. you know, and it's like, I mean, it just got really overwhelming. And um, I think that part of it was, you know, in the industry alone is getting really watered down, you know, the group training, right. because, you know, you had your boot camps, you have people, you know, they just kind of take you through these generic workouts. And yeah, I mean, if you're wanting, you know, if someone is, you know, pretty overweight and they want to lose weight, it's great for them. But there comes a time when, you know, you got to do more than, you know, body weight squats. Yeah. No, you know, I'm, you know, or shoulder taps or mountain climbers, you know, I mean, you got to do more than that. Yeah. I, I had a client come in once. It was actually a client's husband. I was laughing. He said, uh, I, won't, I won't say the name of the, the gym, but, you know, he went into the gym and on the board was, uh, you know, 10 laps, 10 burpees, 10 squat jumps uh, for 10 yeah. sets. I was like, I was like, how much does he pay a month? I was like, you know, I, I can take his money and give him something more specific than that. You know, you can do that at yeah. home. You don't have to pay a membership for that, Gary, you know? Yeah, so, exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff, I you know, it's – I don't understand it. Some of the gyms make it easier for me just as from a sales pitch standpoint when somebody comes into the gym. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they get away with it. So. Right. Yeah. Just let them keep doing that. Like, just, you know, let them keep shuffling people over to you. Like, yeah. No, whatever. exactly. Was it? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, same here. Like, yeah, I have um, two, like, there's a Gold's that's in, you know, two miles from me and a Planet Fitness right beside it. So, yeah. You know, they, they do the same thing. And, you know, there, there was a time, before Planet Fitness got here, I was like, man, you know what? Like, you know, we've got our gym. I might just open a Planet Fitness on the other side of town and just kind of be like, well, you know what? You, you're somebody that could go to Planet Fitness. You know, you should go there. But, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're the other but yeah, um, yeah, I think you guys are doing, I think it's smart the way you're doing it with, you know, with the small group training, you know, small group training, however you want to say that. Right, right. No, exactly. It's been working for us a lot more. Like we had the boot camps earlier and stuff like that. I mean, you're essentially giving your product away for cheaper and you're not, you know, like you said, if you have one or two people show up, now you're losing money because you gave it away for so cheap. So yeah. as compared to doing a semi-private, you know, you make a lot more money in that hour. So. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I saw too is so now some of the people would cross over, like you would have, we would have people in group, but they would also do like one-on-one -on -one training the other days of the week. So, you know, they were, they were a high ticket client, you know, if you look right. at it, you know, all the way around, but then some of the other people in group, you know, in our, in our group class, I, you know, the way we had it structured is, you know, everyone did get a meal plan and got accountability. So like, you know, it was more of a, a more expensive price, but they didn't, you know, that did not include any one-on-one. -on -one. So one thing that we saw is, you would have someone coming in for group and there might be one or two people in the class. So the, the, the coach goes through basically a one-on-one -on -one workout with them and they're not paying extra for it, but you have these people right. and it, it was, it kind of created a lot of friction there. You know? exactly. so it's just easier to be done with it for us. I was the exact same way. I, I made the decision. I mean, COVID kind of helped in a way, making some of the yeah, hard decisions a did. lot easier. And I could just blame it on COVID. Like, you know what? No more group training. Uh, yeah. Because that was, it was, it was, 
it was sucking the life out of my trainers and yeah. it wasn't worth it from a financial standpoint. For sure. For sure. Now we are getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. So what I always like to ask people, um, like in a year from now, what does growth look like for you? Yeah. Um, so this January of 2022, we'll be doing our uh, NFL combine prep. So we'll be actually hosting uh, uh, combine prep uh, training at the facility. Um, we look to expand the 2022 as well, possibly uh, another location. Uh, we're still, you know, still working on that though. Um, other than that, just keep, keep building the business back up. We're about, I'd say close to 85, 90% of where we were pre COVID. We had two of our best months in 2020 in uh, January and February before that all hit. Uh, so trying to get back up to those numbers here in the next couple months. Um, and, and then, you know, pray we don't have another relapse. So, uh, That's right. but yeah, but yeah, everything else is, uh, just keep, just keep chugging along each day. Got it. Well, Phil, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, it was a great conversation, good high-level conversation. I always like that. So thanks again, man, for coming out today. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And where can we find you out on social media? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Kroll Fitness, C-R-U-L-L-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Uh, that's the same thing as our Twitter account. Um, and our website's www.krollfitness.com. Okay. All right, gotcha, man. Appreciate it, Phil. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, man. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.